Um. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the J.D. Rucker Show. I am your host, J.D. Rucker, and uh, I've got to get used to starting off slow. I know <laughs> it's, it's not in my nature to just not dive right in, but doing these live shows, I've been told, hey, you know, you got to give us a little bit of warning. You got to let us, let us get logged in or whatever, uh, because we end up missing the first Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes of the show and miss all the important stuff. So trying to slow down, not just say, here we are, let's just jump right in. I know, it is it is what it is. So I use this time, this stalling time, to do quick update on where we are with, uh, with the transitions. Those who have heard my show, last couple of shows, I've been mentioning that we're doing these transitions. Uh, moving the show in uh, exciting new directions. Number one, we are going to be doing a separate show on America Out Loud Talk Radio. That show, which airs 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, at AmericaOutloud.com, uh, is it's going to be different from this one. Okay, so two hours. So, but then we'll sometimes we'll be talking about the same stories. Usually we won't because what I've found is that I can talk for two, three, five, ten hours a day on various topics. I don't need to to uh, <laughs> to regurgitate the same material, and that's good for you guys because then it gives you an opportunity to hear concepts, commentaries on a wider wider array of topics. You know, we we started. I started off doing. I know it's hard to believe. I started off doing a thirty minute show. And by golly, I felt by the end of the show that it just wasn't enough. So we switched to an hour, then we went to two hours, now we're going to four hours. By the end of 2023, I'm just going to figure out a way to uh, to do 19 and a half hours a day, and I'll just try to squeeze in four and a half hours of sleep in between and hope that my family doesn't disown me, which I'm sure they would. But hey, maybe they'll find it better with me on the air all the time. So that is, that's update number one. Update number two is we are still planning on I hate saying it's tentative with less than a week to go, but it's a strong tentative that as of January uh, 16th, which is next Monday, that our our show will be at a set time every day, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., this show that you're watching right now, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, uh, at Rumble, Red Voice Media, Freedom First Network, Discern Report, uh, the Liberty Daily, AmericaFirstReport.com. Gosh, I'm just going to be putting this everywhere. Bridie on BitChute. It won't be live yet on Bridie on BitChute. If anybody knows Mike Adams, I've already told him myself, but maybe drop a hint to him that our show should be live and on Brideon.tv, not just Brideon.com. <clears throat> I'm just teasing. He's got so many great shows on there. What do I need to be on there for? They They've got plenty of of uh, brilliant, talented people on their channels already. So let's spread it out. Okay. Update number three, discern.tv. We are in the process of launching it. It's, yeah, I was hoping to launch it in November, then December, and now we're looking at January, possibly February. The reason behind this is because as we establish our footing, we're trying our best to make sure that uh, basically that we're delivering a top-notch product. And that's one of the reasons why uh, the, uh, January 16th is when my new producer 
starts. His production company is fantastic. Uh, Drew Berquist, great show host on uh, various networks, including Red Voice Media with me. Yeah, he introduced me to to this company. It's his company, I believe. And uh, and we're going to rock and roll. So I'm very excited about that. Eventually, those watching the video, you will not see all of this virtual virtual background. We will actually have a live, real background with like actual, you know, real cameras and all that good stuff. Just waiting for all the equipment to get in and meetings with the producers. Get our our gig down. We'll be able to take calls. We'll be able to to operate out of the live chat a lot more easily. Right now, I have a hard time. <clears throat> because I'm running this solo, I can't watch the live chat, you know, especially when we're on Getter, we're on on um, two different Rumble channels. So it's hard to keep up with it all. Hopefully, with the producer, we'll be able to do that. We're also going to be doing a lot more interviews. I mean, a lot more interviews. Um, I was teasing my interview yesterday, uh, teasing on Twitter with uh, Laura Loomer. She's uh, going to be one of our first guests with the new show format. We've got uh, Carrie Lake lined up. Um, or getting lined up. We've got Ed Dowd, former BlackRock guy who's turned turned COVID vaccine whistleblower. Uh, we've got a lot. Uh, it's it's just going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, so there's that. <laughs> that's that's it. Okay, I'm done stalling. I just can't stall any longer. I'm. I, it's just it's part of my instinct to just dive right in. So let's dive right in. Yeah, I want to talk about the jabs today. There's something I don't, I know I don't normally talk about good news, positive news, because quite frankly, there's just not a whole lot of positive news happening in the world today. But we have seen something that I'd like to focus on, and it's not going to be 100% great news. There's going to be bad news involved, unfortunately, as well. But at least the, the, the concept is strong, because it's something that I've been striving for myself for a long time, is... Anyone who's heard me for a while knows my big thing is to try to inform as many people as possible about all the things that are happening in the world. I want to wake people up. I want, we need allies. And it's so very important that we get people who are aligned with us, who understand in whole or in part that the globalist elite cabal, the powers that be, the powers and principalities, the liberal world order, the World Economic Forum, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, open societies, our own government. Those pushing the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, Build Back Better, the Green New Deal, whatever you want to call it, I mean, it all ties together. It's all one and the same. There's different components to it. There's they compartmentalize very well. So the deep state and their own government aren't necessarily working working the same playbook, but they're coordinated. Maybe not between each other, but they are being coordinated by their puppet masters, whoever they may be. Again, I, I refer back to Ephesians 6.12 and powers and principalities. I don't believe that it, it is just men, you know, very smart, rich, powerful men or women who are behind this to pull this off. What they're trying to do, what they are accomplishing in many ways, requires a supernatural force, a demonic force, if you will. Now, I know not everybody who listens to me is a Bible-believing Christian. If you want to just Say, hey, you know what? They really are just that smart. Maybe you want to blame it on artificial intelligence. Maybe you want to blame it on aliens. I don't care. You know, before the, however you want to describe the upper, upper ups, I'm talking about the, the top dogs, the, the ones that are above, that the tell Klaus Schwab where to, where to wag his tail. Okay. Those entities, people, computers, AI, whatever you want to call it, aliens, whoever they are, 
they are intelligent, but they are also, in my humble opinion, losing. It had to be is something stronger than us. This is why, again, I refer even not just to Ephesians 6.12, but also the book of Jude. In the book of Jude, we hear that Michael, when contending with Satan, he had to invoke God. He could not do it. And we're talking about an archangel who could not fight Satan himself. He had to, he needed assistance. That's why I always say we desperately need assistance. We must pray at all times. So back to the topic at hand, though. My contention has been that we need to inform as many people as possible. We need to wake people up. We need to get them to be aware that food shortages, the border crisis, war in Ukraine, the vaccines, pretty much everything that we're seeing, economic collapse, energy grid collapse, all these various collapses, the rise of climate change hysteria, which I know has been around for six decades, but it seems to be ramping up uh, suddenly right now is it's like everything, everything's blamed on climate change. Oh, you know, why did you get a, a C in your class, little Johnny? Well, mom, it's climate change. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe climate change is making little Johnny stupid. It's not. It's not climate change. But they do tend to blame everything on climate change, and there's a reason for that. The point is, is that all of these things, we need people to wake up. Now, as I look up and then I start reading more stories and hearing more more people talking about this, I realize they are. I mean, let's face it. There are more people questioning, especially when it comes to the vaccines, there are more people questioning the efficacy and definitely the safety of the vaccines in the last few weeks, much more so than there were just a couple of months ago. This is a positive thing. This is a good development. Of course, the reason for that is that Let's face it, there's been a lot of bad news <laughs> regarding vaccines, a lot of questionable collapses, deaths. A lot of people are experiencing it themselves. They they know somebody who is who has had an adverse reaction. Maybe they themselves had an adverse reaction. You had to figure, and I'm sure the powers that be knew this was coming, you had to figure if the jabs are dangerous, which they are, and if you get them into the arms of, of the masses, which they have, that eventually the results of their evil plans are going to start happening. People are going to start falling over. People are going to start collapsing randomly, and it's going to be affecting people who shouldn't be falling over or collapsing randomly or dying suddenly. Kids, young adults, people that were otherwise healthy, falling, collapsing, dying. As a result, we are seeing an awakening. And let's go to this video from Dan over at uh, at Press for Truth. He talks about shift in sentiment in a in a particular poll that's again good news, good news, good news. <laughs> We're trying to be positive today, folks. Super positive. JD Rucker on the JD Rucker show. Let's let's go to Dan from, from Press for Truth. I'm Angus Dalgleish. I'm a professor of oncology at St. George's, a consultant medical oncologist, and I have started to notice that several of my patients of melanoma who've been stable, stage four disease, they've had very good immunotherapy or other treatments, and I've been reviewing them from five to 20 years, I've noticed that I have now over six, possibly seven, even an eighth yesterday, who've clearly relapsed following the booster vaccine. At first, 
we didn't uh, put the two together. But when patients said, I felt awful since the vaccine, I've just been drained, they described symptoms of like a long COVID. And the next thing we know, two, three weeks, a couple of months later, they've got clear evidence of relapse. And these relapses are quite aggressive. They're not a gentle relapse. They're relapses that are requiring systemic therapy as opposed to a little nodule that requires uh, surgical excision. But it's not just this. I'm now very much aware in my own circle of uh, many people who are having, uh, they haven't got melanoma, but they've never had anything before, but they've got lumps and bumps and they're not feeling well. And two people I've interviewed at great length they all put it down to feeling awful after their booster. They were fine with the first two vaccines or just had uh, shivers, flu, etc. But they've described being very tired, very fatigued, uh, wanting to stay in bed. And this is dragged on to the point where they've gone to the doctor and they've had blood counts and investigations. And I now know seven of them. Two of them have leukemias and the others have uh, lymphomas. And one of them has a very bad myeloma, which he was absolutely sure was uh, instigated by the uh, booster as he developed the dreadful symptoms. So I really, I want to bring every, to everybody's attention that I think that this does not look like a coincidence to me and we, nearly, uh, we need to join forces and see if this is a real uh, effect. And if it is, we must stop all the boosters immediately. Thank you. London Professor of Oncology calls for urgent stop to C-19 boosters. As an oncologist, I am seeing people with stable cancer rapidly relapse after a C-19 booster. That's coming from Angus Dalgleish. He is the professor of oncology at St. George's Hospital Medical School in London, and he is not the only one, ladies and gentlemen. Many, many, many people, professors, doctors, scientists, and regular people out there are starting to realize everything we've been warning about over the past few years. In fact, there's this new poll, died suddenly? More than one in four now think that someone they know died from the COVID-1984 vaccines. And it's not just that. Nearly half of Americans think that the COVID-19 vaccines may be to blame for many unexplained deaths. And more than a quarter say that they, uh, someone they know could be among the victims. Ladies and gentlemen, I would put myself in uh, that one in four. If you find yourself in the category of the one in four who knows someone who has been negatively affected by the vaccine, please Yes, definitely, definitely press the like button and the share button and all the various buttons out there because we need to get the word out. Again, like I said in the beginning, this is about getting allies. This is about finding people, alerting them, making them aware, waking them up. And the the sentiment is shifting. As we can see, that poll is encouraging for some to others. I mean, might be like, oh, only one in four. You know, that's not good, or only only half or less than half, nearly half, as they say, are willing to admit that maybe there's a chance that the jabs are dangerous. Look, we need to get them much more woken up, and we need to do it in a hurry. I mean, the the sentiment is shifting. The power is coming back to our side, especially one of the, and we could say that, I would say with a near certainty that the more openness that's happening over Twitter is having a dramatic effect. I've always downplayed, by the way, the power of Twitter and Facebook and uh, to some extent, YouTube and Google, they are very, very powerful still. 
but I've definitely downplayed the power of Twitter and Facebook as far as sentiment. And the reason that I, I was, I've liked that is because, you know, if you were to go on Facebook or Twitter back in the days when, you know, right before the 2020 election, we thought, oh my gosh, everybody and their dog now knows about Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, they, they've, they made a, I remember, I think I even did a show about how they made a very big mistake by trying to cover it up because by doing that, they were able to, uh, to basically force us, force those of us who wanted the truth and who knew the truth to, to scream about it even louder and longer. It became a story that sustained for, for all the way through to the election. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, you know, well, at least most people have to be aware of it by now. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. And I didn't find out about that until much later when they did polls. Even New York Times started doing polls. And they they acknowledged that a huge portion of people, including Democrats, would have voted differently had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop. And I'm thinking to myself, how could you not have known? <laughs> anyway, with that said, I think that there is a shift in sentiment, a shift in understanding, a shift in knowledge. People are wanting to know more about the vaccines. They are actually finally starting to ask questions and if we could just get journalists to do the same my gosh i actually have dr pierre Corey, and i don't have him he's he'll we're, we've talked to him before we're going to get him back on the show but i do want to play a clip from him um talking about corporate media but we're, we're gonna wait let's do that after the break so yeah let's go to break now so stay tuned Folks, the majority of our pharmaceuticals, the ingredients in them, come from China. They are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We're already seeing supply chain issues. Pharmacies are running low on a lot of things. And if the crap hits the fan, as a lot of us think it may in the very near future, you will want antibiotics. And the best way to get that is to go to jdrucker.com slash meds. You'll be able to get a teleconference with an actual doctor. And then they'll send you meds. They'll send you like five different versions or types of antibiotics for the different ailments that could that could hit us. These are great for long term storage. You will you will want them. And it's one of those things where if you if you need them, then you'll want them. If you don't need them, then at least you'll have them. So and here's the thing. If you don't have them, you're almost certainly going to need them at least sometime in the near future. So jdrucker.com slash meds. As I promised before the break, we're going to turn to Dr. Pierre Corey to to talk about the press and how they have been very much against telling the truth, especially as it pertains to the COVID vaccines. Before I bring him in or his video in, I don't have him yet. We do need more guests, by the way. So anybody who, who has contact with Dr. Pierre Corey or anybody, we... We are making that change on January January 16th to start having more and more guests. I like to have guests every day. So, uh, yeah, give me con- contact with anybody you know. I would love to talk to them. Go to jdrucker.com slash talk, jdrucker.com slash talk, and that will contact me directly, and then I'll get you guys, whoever you represent or whatever, in contact with my producer, and they will take it from there, coordinate. So, before I bring on Dr. Corey's video, which he is so passionate, 
passionately is able to uh, describe the problem we're facing. I have to reiterate, and I've said this before, I'll say it again in the future. There's a reason why every time there is a suspicious collapse, a suspicious death, young people, middle-aged people even, who have heart attacks or strokes or just randomly collapse for no apparent reason, experiencing myocarditis or other adverse reactions. It doesn't just have to be heart-related. I still do believe that that Justin Bieber, for example, and that whole weird eye twitch thing that he's got now, I would say that that's almost certainly a vaccine injury. And no, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, do you want me to bring on doctors that will say, yeah, that's probably a vaccine injury? Because I can. We've all heard them. You know, sometimes I assume that everybody's aware. Like I said before, I make the false assumption that people are are aware. Thankfully, I do believe they're waking up. But I will always ask, Is was it the jabs? Was it the jabs? Was it the jabs? I'll repeat myself over and over again. Yeah, but And I know that people are interested in, it, in that because I see the statistics whenever I post articles over at thelibertydaily.com. Whenever it's an adverse reaction, those get, I would say, arguably the most the most traffic, the most clicks. And there is, a, I mean, we're talking about a website that gets about 10 million visitors a month. So it's it's a significant portion of the population that we may be reaching. With that said, we need to reach a lot, lot more, not just over at thelibertydaily.com or my new aggregator over at discernreport.com. We need to reach them across the board. You need to, and it's not just about reaching the masses. It's about reaching your friends and relatives, talking to them. At some point, I do hope, I believe, I pray that we are going to see corporate media forced to acknowledge their their fallacies, forced to acknowledge that the jabs are dangerous. But until that day, it's up to alternative media like us. It's up to people like Dr. Pierre Corey. So let's let's go straight to him. This mass delusion that we're all under through unrelenting propaganda and censorship. They're censoring all these things. If I have to read one more article of a young person dying where the word vaccine isn't even mentioned as a possibility, it's absolutely disgusting. And and call out all the producers, everyone who runs these media things, every journalist who goes to work and writes that article and refuses to talk about what's in everyone's mind. You know, you you are complicit. You are complicit. And you want to keep your job because you can't write the article that you know you're supposed to and morally and ethically supposed to write, which is the truth, the facts. You give all of the information that's available. You can talk about possibilities. You can write an article where it doesn't say it is the vaccine, but you could maybe, if you had ethics or morals or honesty or integrity or courage or conviction, you might want to write that, hey, maybe it's the vaccine. 16-year-olds, it's extremely rare to die. How many have we seen dying? 16, 18, 20, 22. And by the way, a 32-year-old athlete or a marathoner going out for a jog shouldn't be dropping dead either. A 42-year-old is distinctly rare. Yet now it's so common, we're used to it. It's about normalization. I mean, let's call it what it is. What Dr. Pierre Corey is referring to when he says we're used to it, yes, they are normalizing so much. They already have. And this is why I'm I'm hope I'm I'm very excited. I can't express well enough. You know, I don't emote well, or at least that's what I'm told. So I'm not going to be able to express how excited I am to hear that people are waking up. It, it just it really it really touches me. I'm not kidding. It touches me when I get emails. And contacts from people that say, "Hey, you were right. I was crazy before." And I'm by the. It's not about me being right. I I shouldn't make it sound as if 
that's the important part. The important I don't care if they say that I'm right or not, or that you were right or anybody was right. I just care that they start asking questions. They start saying, hmm, this does seem like this. I get, one of the things that I get a lot of, which makes me, I always have to remind people, I am not a doctor. I am not a doctor. You can send me, I mean, my response will be the same time, every the same thing every time I get one of those emails that say, hey, you know, my wife had this, or my my uncle had that, or my doctor is saying this, you know, what should I do? The answer is, I'll always say, yeah, it probably was the jabs, but you should probably talk to a doctor. And here's here's a list of doctors you can talk to. <laughs> so Dr. Pierre Corey is one of them. Yeah, I, I highly recommend getting in contact with him or Dr. Peter Mer- Mercola. Mer- I get them confused. Joseph Mer- Mercola, Peter McCullough. Here we go. Joseph Mercola, Mercola and Peter McCullough. Oh, I got to get that straight. I'm so bad with names. I don't even remember the names of my children sometimes. It really annoys them. So it definitely annoys my wife. But here we are. You know, we are entering into that phase in human history where I think it's it's a crossroads. We have the ability. We have the information. We have people that are starting to be aware. Now, the question is, are we going to be able to, to take them that final step, that final mile? And anybody who's ever been in, in delivery services knows that, you know, it's, it is always the final mile. I think it was, I think it, I probably saw it on some, it, it could have been cast away or it might have been something completely different, maybe not even a Hollywood movie. But I remember hearing uh, at various times in my life that, that the hardest part of that journey for a package, you ship it across the planet, you know, or even just across the country has to tra- travel hundreds or thousands of miles, but it's that last mile that really counts. It's that last mile that costs the most. It's the last mile where there's the highest rate of of challenges that can occur, you know, errors that can be made that can prevent the package from reaching its destination. It's that last mile, and that's where we have a lot of people. A lot of people have been have finally come, and they're close. They're close to mm, just getting it to truly becoming a skeptic, to truly not only becoming a skeptic, but maybe getting angry enough to want to do something about it. I'm not talking about getting violent. Don't those uh, you leftists out there that watch the show and say, oh, look, he's promoting violence in the FBI. I'm not promoting violence. I'm not saying when I, when I say they have to do something about it, I'm talking about protest. I'm talking about share their knowledge, file lawsuits. We need lawsuits so desperately. There's so few lawsuits out there right now. And you might say, oh, but they're protected. Well, yes and no. We can find people to sue, I assure you. I mean, if they can sue Tom Brady because he did a commercial for FTX, we can figure out who to sue when it comes to to this, this conspiracy as it pertains to the COVID vaccines and even COVID itself, just in general. You know, one of the things that I you'll notice, I'm not pushing for political solutions here. There's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to save that one because I don't want to, if I go down the road of complaining that everybody's talking about it, everybody's talking about how, oh, the GOP is, they're going to fix things. Now they have control of the house or Kevin McCarthy. Oh, you know, and there was a this big hoopla, this excitement that they're going to go after. They're going to really hunt down and do an investigation and, and have subpoenas and really nail down the cause, the 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 origin, you know, they're going to write the origin story of COVID-19 and they're going to reveal all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, look, 
that's great. But when they start giving subpoenas to Pfizer and Moderna and Fauci, that's when I'll start to get a little bit more excited. Okay, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't care about the origins of COVID-19, but that's that's a, a related and secondary. We all know someone with hearing loss or maybe even struggle with it ourselves. But unfortunately, hearing aids cost thousands, which most people just can't afford. But now there's an alternative. A company called Audion Hearing just released their new over-the-counter hearing aids for only $189, and they sound amazing. I highly recommend them to anyone with hearing loss. Check out audionhearing.com for their 45-day risk-free trial. That's A-U-D-I-E-N hearing.com. And you can use code HEAR for $25 off. Audionhearing.com. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today issue at this point that's for future wikipedia pages that's not knowing the origin of covid19 is not going to help us to save people by preventing them from getting the the uh their fourth or fifth or seventh jab now it'll do nothing the the pressing need right now is to inform people about the vaccines about the dangers and inefficacy of the vaccines so that's why that's why uh, I'm not looking for political solutions at this stage. Maybe in the future, maybe after 2024, who knows, if we even survive that long. But we do need to get the truth out there. And one of the people that has been at the forefront getting the truth out there is Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Let's, um, let's get to him talking about, about the rise in vaccinated people having heart attacks. We're seeing it. Now here's... An expert, not a doctor, again, not a doctor, but an expert who's dedicated his entire life to exposing this type of stuff. So let's let's go to RFK Jr. The death rates from this vaccine are, there's been more deaths in eight months than in all the billions of vaccines combined over the last 30 years. From this one vaccine, 17,000 recorded deaths in the United States, and we know the death rate's much, much higher than that probably 40 times the best math, the best you know, studies are showing that it's 40 times that. Oh, um, you know, the risks from the vaccine are uh, they're completely untenable. If people knew the truth, they would not be taking this vaccine. And then the benefits of the vaccine are apparently zero or even sub-zero after six months. You know, the British data is showing that the people who are vaccinated are actually more likely in many age categories to uh, to get COVID than people who are unvaccinated, so, which, by the way, was predicted. Now, we know that Pfizer knew this was going to happen because in their clinical trial, there were among, in a six-month clinical trial, it was only six months, at the end of that people period, 20 people died in the vaccine group and only 14 in the placebo group of all-cause mortality. The, there were five heart attacks in the vaccine group and only one in the placebo group. So your chance of dying of a heart attack from that vaccine, according to their own studies, 
is 500% greater than if you're unvaccinated. So they knew we were going to kill a lot of people. And they did it anyway. And people need to be able to see those studies and, um, and understand the deception, this you know, criminal deception that has uh, been imposed upon them. Yeah, I love RFK Jr. Oh, I don't agree with his politics most of the time, but at least with with this particular fight, he is an ally. And he, he is one of our strongest allies. His book about Fauci has been fantastic, um, really spreading the, the truth about him. But even when you've got people as well-known and as powerful and as respected as Robert F. Kennedy Jr., when you have him out there spreading the truth, you might think, okay, so... So the battle's won. Nah, I know you don't think that, but a lot of people do. And so we need to continue to spread the word because just as we're trying to spread the truth, so too are the powers that be trying to spread falsehoods. You know, we've seen a link to, RFK was talking about heart attacks, but we've, we've seen links to cancer increases. There was this one story I'm not even going to post. I thought about posting it, but I'm not going to because it's just the pictures are hideous. This guy, shortly after getting jabbed, his skin cancer like exploded and now like it's oh it's just it's terrible really feel for the guy but you know we we were seeing rises in cancer uh, as a result of what many people are saying definitely a result of the jabs and because it's only been happening recently but oh no 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 corporate media has has a a reason for this they they're they're trying to explain it away for us and of course well you can probably guess what they say it is. Let's let's go to Melbourne, where where they have a different perception of what's going to what's causing all this increase in in the health issues, especially cancer. Melbourne's wildly fluctuating weather could be putting Victorians at greater risk of cancer or other illnesses. A Monash University study has looked at the long term impact of the city's famous four seasons in one day, with surprising results. From summer snow to searing heat days later. Melbourne is notorious for having one of the most temperamental climates in the world. Over the past couple of days and weeks, we've certainly lived up to that reputation. But according to a new study, our wild weather could be taking a serious toll on our health. Our study is the first to look at uh, the temperature fluctuation and the gene expression. First in Australia and first in the world. Researchers from Monash University collected blood samples from 479 people exposed to fluctuating temperatures each day for a week. They found significant changes to genes linked to diseases like breast and colorectal cancer, schizophrenia, depression and bipolar. The findings are significant, but it's still early days. Researchers have only tested females so far. They hope to assess men and pregnant women exposed to the same conditions in the near future. 1.75 million deaths are associated with unstable temperatures around the globe each year, and older Australians face the biggest risk. Researchers hope the breakthrough will lead to further action against climate change. In the meantime, there are small steps you can take to protect yourself. Yeah, I'm sure there are little things you can do. There's also a big thing you can do to improve your health, and that's not get jabbed. I don't care if you've been jabbed once, twice, three times, four times. Just stop. That that should mitigate a whole lot of the damage. Oh, you know, if you want to focus on climate change and uh, make sure that we don't have a climate collapse in in 200 years, great. You know, that's that's your thing. It's not my thing. I want to make sure that as few people get jabbed 
as few times as possible. I think I, think I said that right. <laughs> you get the idea either way. It is the jabs that, that, are, that are causing so many of the health issues we're seeing springing up randomly. Okay, and, and we can't force people to see this. We've tried. We've tried to. We might be able to take them and shake them a little bit, but but there's a denial there. And I think a lot of it comes down to people don't want to feel like they've been conned. I think it was probably Mark Twain or somebody, who somebody smarter than me, who said something to the effect of it's easier to con somebody than to convince them that they've been conned. It's easier to lie to somebody than to convince them they've fallen for a lie. So when we see all these people out there, pity them, pray for them, try to enlighten them, but, but be patient with them because it's not going to be easy to wake them up. But again, today's show, we're staying positive, we're as positive as possible. So the good news is it does seem like more people are waking up. We got to keep the pressure up. Now's the time to not get complacent, not rest on our laurels. Keep fighting. Keep getting the word out there. Keep making sure that people are being made aware of the truth. After the break, we've got uh, we've got more videos. I mean, it's, it's a good video day. There's a lot of great videos out there. So <laughs> good stuff too. So so stay tuned. Folks, if you were listening to this show, watching this show, chances are you have MyPillow products. I'm here to tell you that you need more. And the reason being is, well, twofold. Number one, because there's some amazing sales going on at MyPillow.com right now. But number two, because, frankly, they're hurting. I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales, I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other, other uh, conservative news outlets that my pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. The vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a my pillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show by going to mypillow.com and using promo code JDR. That's mypillow.com promo code JDR or call 1-800-862-0382. That's 1-800-862-0382. Promo code JDR, help out two America First companies. It isn't just the people that are waking up. Thankfully, the people that we really need to wake up the most, the people that can, I think, influence the most uh, normies out there who maybe maybe they're not not aware of what's going on, uh, are the doctors. And one doctor in particular, Dr. Asim Malhotra, has been making a lot of news the last couple of months, and for right for for the right reasons, he he was a huge proponent in the UK of the vaccines. Unfortunately. I feel bad for him, but he didn't come to the conclusion that the vaccines were bad until his own father died from an adverse reaction. And since then, he has he has done a 180, and thankfully he has. We've seen far too many times, by the way, where people have had personal experiences with vaccines, whether themselves or their family members, and yet they're still saying, oh, but, you know, it's I don't think it was the vaccines. I mean, it's probably just a coincidence that I got jabbed two weeks ago and all of a sudden I can't feel my left left uh, foot anymore or whatever adverse reaction they're experiencing. Uh, there are people that, again, like I said before, it's just sometimes easier 
to lie to people than to convince them that they've been lied to. And getting these people, especially doctors, nurses, medical professionals, researchers, scientists, getting them to come around and admit it and see the light and to start spreading the truth, that is a huge win for us. Because you, know, you can hear me go go all the way back to, to 2020 and hear my discussions about the jabs before they were even rolled out. And I was very skeptical then about the way that they were pushing this forward. I was always skeptical. Uh, yeah, I'm a Trump Trump supporter, but by golly, both Operation Warp Speed as well as two weeks to slow the spread. All I kept thinking to myself was, man, what in who is this? Who is he surrounding himself with? That who's manipulating him so much? And as it turned out, of course, it was Burks and Fauci. You know, one of the I would say I remember my mistakes very clearly, and I will acknowledge openly that they were mistakes when when they proved to be mistakes one of the mistakes that i made i was on uh i believe it was on i was on ann vandersdale show and she'd asked me do i think that trump should fire fauci and at the time this is uh mid 2020 i said no not yet you know it's just going to cause too much hoopla before the election just wait we've just got a little bit longer to go in retrospect i wish he would have fired him at, at any point I mean, he should have fired him he should have fired him before the pandemic based upon his track record, because his track record, as we now know, Dr. I don't even want to call him doctor because he's not really a doctor. Anthony Fauci's track record for decades has been abysmal. I mean, this is a guy that, that went on national television to tell people, you know, be careful. I'm not going to do a Fauci impersonation. Don't worry. But he said, be careful, you know, with your family members who might be, be uh, if they've got AIDS, they might be spreading their AIDS to you just by by being close to them, you know. And of course, we found out that that's not how AIDS worked. But this is a guy that was, I mean, he was the definitive expert on AIDS, and he really guided us in the exact opposite path of how we should have handled the AIDS AIDS virus in the in the early days. Now we're seeing him do the exact same thing, or we saw him do the exact same thing. He's gone now. But is he really? Because he's still going on news channels. They're still calling on him. It's it's so ridiculous. Anyway, point is that Dr. Asim Mahatra is, I think, the prototype, maybe. Maybe we're going to start seeing more doctors come out and go against this mainstream narrative, finally go against this mainstream narrative. He was on uh, Tucker Carlson's show, not the not the Fox News show, but the, I guess it's the Fox Nation show. I don't, I don't even... I don't watch Fox News. I don't even really watch Tucker that often, even though I like him. I, I watch clips from him occasionally. In this clip, you you hear, uh, well, well, you'll get to hear it. You'll hear Dr. Asim Malhotra say something that I thought was was just brilliant. He said, you know, the base of people are saying, trust the science. What they're actually saying is trust, trust the psychopaths. And that is just so true. So let's play it. I, I say an acute analyst of systems. Like you think systems to some extent, determine outcomes. I think you're absolutely right, and you're good at analyzing it. We seem to have a system where prestige, something that every person wants, you just mentioned it as a motivator of human behavior, is tied to agreeing with the group. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. In science, 
that's death. That's the end of science. Yeah. You, we have to attach prestige to free inquiry. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good point, actually. I'm glad you mentioned that, Tucker, because I thought about... So Anthony Fauci, throughout the pandemic, especially in relation to the vaccine, kept using this term, trust the science. Yes. Now, that's one of the most unscientific statements exactly. I've ever Exactly. I kept right? thinking that. Because... Medicine, first of all, is not an exact science, right? It's an applied science, not like physics or chemistry. Right. And, this, and, and the evidence changes. We're taught, for example, that 50% of what you learn in medical school will turn out to be either outdated or dead wrong within five years of your graduation. The trouble is nobody can tell you which half. Right. You have to learn to learn on your own. Right? Yeah. So that didn't make any sense. So maybe Anthony Fauci doesn't, from my perspective, what I've seen, doesn't seem to have a basic understanding of evidence-based medicine from what I've seen. That's Seems that way to me, too. But in reality, and I don't mean that he was deliberately doing this, but in reality, from what we've discussed already, trust the science, in effect, was saying trust the psychopath. Yes. I mean, it's a kind of witchcraft. Trust the science? What does that even mean? Like I said, I do hope that Dr. Mahatra is the, uh, is the prototype, that he is the, the, the first one out on the dance floor as far as the, the old doctors that were super super pro-vax that that change their minds and are brave enough and honorable enough and professional enough to come out and say you know what i was wrong that's what we need we need people that are going to especially again doctors and scientists we need them to come out and say that they were wrong and reverse themselves and get on these shows come on my show okay if anybody's got access to dr mahatra please i've i've tried for months i've tried I've tried every, I've gone through, I've gone through Dr. Robert Malone. I've gone through Dr. Peter, Peter McCullough. I've gone through anybody I have contact with who could get me in touch with him. You know, and he's, I, yeah, I get it. Okay. He's going on Tucker. He's not going on the JD Rucker show. I, I, I get it. Okay. I'm not, I don't have delusions of grandeur. Well, if you're going to do Tucker, why don't you do Rucker? <laughs> Even though somebody should, that's, that's a tagline. You should probably. If you're going to be helping me recruit guests, that might be something to say. You know, why do Tucker? Why not just do Rucker? Hmm. Oh, maybe Tucker and Rucker should do a show together. Hmm. Let's say you, Tucker Carlson. Um, let's go to, you know, I've got this next one. I've got to play this because, like I said, I've wanted today's show to be positive. We do have momentum. It's getting built up. We need to keep firing away. And sometimes it's easier to reach people with maybe lighter stuff, maybe a palate cleanser, maybe the nice comedy that uh, Jennifer Mock, she's a, she's a great, uh, uh, I guess she's an Instagram star is the best way to put it. One of those rare conservative Instagram stars. Um, she has great conversations with herself, uh, but with purple hair that just, they're, they're usually fantastic. And this, this latest one is a good reminder. Especially as you know, right now, I, like I said, I get I get hit all the time for saying, "Was it the jabs? Was it the jabs?" And people say, "Well, you can't really ask that. That's insensitive. That's you know, this person just died. This person just collapsed. You know, don't you know, don't ask that question." Nah, that's not what people were saying <laughs> just a little while ago. Uh, there was a time when when people were asking, "Was it the, you know, did this person get vaccinated?" Why were they asking that? Because because they were dying. Now that the tables have reversed, now that people are dying apparently because of the jabs, you can't ask. <laughs> I'll keep asking. Don't worry, they're not going to stop me. But let's get let's get Jennifer Mock on here to to uh, cheer us up. Did you hear that my grandmother passed away? She deserved it. Excuse me? 
Was your grandmother even vaccinated? That's your first question? It's completely relevant to question vaccination status when someone dies. It's the most important thing about your health, which is why it should be mandatory. Your vaccination status is public business. There's a lot that we just don't know. Seeing as you're a total anti-vaxxer, I bet you unalived your own grandma with all your sick germs everywhere. That's a horrible thing to say. Well, the winter of death is coming. Hopefully that takes care of you once and for all. It's so crazy. All of these young athletes keep dying suddenly. Yeah, so crazy. I mean, I thought it would be you who would be unalive by now. I wonder if any of those athletes were vaccinated. What a completely inappropriate question. How dare you? You, a year and a half ago, and I quote, it's completely relevant to question vaccination status when someone dies. It's the most important thing about your health. Your vaccination status is public business. You're just trying to make a connection that isn't there. I just want the truth. Truth is that SADS isn't caused by vaccines. SADS? Yeah, sudden adult death syndrome, it's become a real problem in the last few months. You don't see any connection here? Of course I do. It's obvious. Oh, thank goodness. I was beginning to think we were never going to find any common ground. It's obviously caused by climate change. Oh, dear. Yeah, she is hilarious. And it, she's hilarious because she tells the truth. And what she says is sad because it is the truth. I mean, again, the same people that were that we're calling to know everybody's vaccine status a year, year and a half ago are now saying that you can never ask for somebody's vaccine status. Somebody dies, don't ask. Somebody collapses, don't ask. You can't. And that's sad. And that's discouraging. But we have to keep asking. And the good news in all this is that more people are starting to ask. This is why I always say, or I've, I'm always saying today at least, Keep the momentum up. Keep the pressure up. People are waking up. Let's take advantage of that. Let's educate some people. Let's sh- spread the word. Share this Share this uh, show. I mean, anybody who's watched the show enough knows that I can't stop talking about the jabs. I'll be talking about some random other topic that has nothing to do with the jabs, and I'll still talk about the jabs. Because I do think that that is the, call it the keystone. You know, the, the, this is the keystone. And if we can take this one, if we can pull this out, then everything else falls. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like to believe that because this seems to be the, the strongest delusion out there. We can look at, for example, the border, and we could say there's a strong delusion that keeps a lot of people, especially on the left, thinking that there's no real border crisis. But, I mean, that delusion is a weak one. It's not a strong delusion. It's a weak delusion. There are people that are deluded in that regards, but there just aren't a whole lot of them. Even you can ask your average Democrat, especially if they live down in Texas or or near the Arizona border or whatever, you can ask them, is there a problem? They'll acknowledge, yeah, there's a problem. They might not say that the solution is to build the wall. They might not say that the solution is to deport everybody, but they'll at least acknowledge that, yeah, it's got to stop. We got to do something about it, and they 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 will then try to change the subject. But at least they're not diluted to the point where they're saying, "No, there is no problem. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine." With this, the vaccines, with COVID in general, this delusion is strong, and it's hard to get people to wake up. So we'll fire with every ounce of. Every ounce of science that we can find, it's funny, they used to say, follow the science. You don't hear that very much anymore, do you? Why? Because if you were to follow the science, truly follow the science, the science says, you know what, we should probably stop the jabs. 
because it seems as if number one, they they they're not working. They never have worked. Number two, they seem to maybe have negative efficacy. In other words, you're more likely to get COVID. You're more likely to be hospitalized, and you're more likely to die from COVID if you get vaccinated. And as a matter of fact, the more vaccinated you are, the more likely it is that you are going to to get COVID, be hospitalized for COVID, and die from COVID. Okay, there's that. That's kind of an important thing. But then you can look at the adverse reactions. And that should be the the clincher here. That if we're truly following the science, the science would say, at the very least, push pause and let's study it more. We're not having the same, you know, I if if you want to justify Operation Warp Speed because of the the deaths that were taking place in 2020, you can. But here's the thing. There were more deaths from COVID in 2021 than there were in 2020. There were more deaths from COVID after the vaccines were rolled out. So maybe because they didn't know any better? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the justification could possibly be to rush this out. I guess for fear, for political reasons, for for big pharma to make their money and to to pay off all the people they needed to pay off to make it happen, whatever it is, the end result that we're experiencing now is that it did not benefit us. Operation Warp Speed didn't help. And I know I'm a Trump supporter. I know a lot of Trump supporters will say, oh, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. I agree, but I also disagree. It's his fault for not surrounding himself with the right people which has been his Achilles heel the entire time. I mean, from, from day one, bringing in Reince Priebus as, as uh, chief of staff, Rex Tillerson as secretary of state. I mean, come on. You know, uh, Jeff Sessions as attorney general. That didn't work out very well, did it? No, I don't think so. Jim Mad Dog Mattis, H.R. McMaster. I could go up and down the list. And of course, retaining Fauci, Burks, at all, that's not the way that that it should be. It's not what Trump should have done. He did mess up in that regard, and he has, I would say, his entire political career surrounded himself with the wrong people. These are the same people that that told him, "Hey, you know, you should back Doctor Mehmet Oz. He's whatever." <laughs> I think that that advisor, by the way, was Hannity, who got him to do that. Probably Hannity's also probably the one that got him to back Kevin McCarthy. I don't know. Uh, this is we're not talking politics today. I'm not just going to rip on Trump for for his bad decisions because again, I do support him. I will be critical of him when he makes mistakes, and I do think that his embrace of the vaccines, continued embrace, by the way, he's toned down on it, but he's he has never disavowed them. He should have disavowed them long ago. He should have said, "Hey, I was lied to." He was lied to, and he should acknowledge. That they lied to him. At least then, they can't blame him for it. Now, if if this does, by the way, let's take this to its its natural progression. Let's say the truth does fully come out. Are they going to say, "Oops, nope, yep, we were trying to depopulate the planet and and create a control agenda for the for the globalist elite cabal"? No, they're going to say, "Well, we were rushed. We didn't want. We wanted to do more trials. We wanted to do more safety studies. We wanted to inject this into more than five five mice, but." You know, President Trump, he really kept saying that he wanted to get a vaccine out before the midterm election or before the 2020 election. He kept telling us that, you know, it's warp speed, warp speed. Get it out there. Doesn't matter. 
I mean, a lot of what they'll say will be lies, but some of it will be true. Some of it will be will be true that he was pushing for this. Now, I'm not blaming him. This, this is, again, this is Big Pharma and the global elite cabal that did all this. But their scapegoat that they set up to be able to blame if and when the truth really does come out in wholesale. That scapegoat is Donald Trump. People will say, oh, no, they can't blame him because of this. They can't blame him because of that. Folks, they can blame him for anything, and they have blamed him for anything and everything. They will find some because he's Donald Trump. So they will try to blame him for everything, including the dangers and the efficacy of the jabs. So that's unfortunate. After the break, we'll uh, get to do some, some stories, not just video stories. So stay tuned. My good friend, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he left us way too early. So sad that he is gone, uh, but his legacy does continue. We do still support his foundation. We still support his company that is still benefiting the, the masses across the world. Those who have either been jabbed or maybe you've been been um, exposed to those who may be shedding on you. That's uh, becoming more and more likely as being the case more times you're jabbed, the worse off you are, and the more you're likely to shed on others. Now, even if you've never been jabbed, you're not around other people very often, you should still consider getting Z-Detox or Z-Stack Life Protocol, either one. Both of them will help your immune system. It's been demonstrated by scientists, demonstrated by doctors, including Dr. Zeb Zelenko. So go to ZStackLife.com slash freedom. That's ZStackLife.com slash freedom and get Z-Detox or Z-Stack Life Protocol today. So let's be honest, the vast majority of long-term storage, survival food, prepper food, it's just awful. I mean, it just tastes, tastes really, really bad. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. And uh, that's why they expect us to to eat during the the apocalypse. Well, if the crap hits the fan, I'm going to actually be eating good food. I go to LatePrepper.com, a website that I built based upon two partnerships, the two companies that produce actually really good food. No need to set up a bulk discount. Doesn't matter whether you buy one or ten. There's no no hidden fees here. As a matter of fact, we charge the same price that the the source companies charge. The difference is we actually have exclusive discounts. Use promo code. Prep 2023 for 10% off, or for the you big spenders, use code PREP2030 for 15% off on orders of $777 or more. Go to lateprepper.com and eat well for the apocalypse. I would say that one of the most important, uh, I guess you could say, pieces of misinformation that we have to face today, things have changed, as I've noted, there seems to be a shift in sentiment. Now, rather than just fighting the overt uh, attacks against us, the overt 
pushes for vaccines, one of the things we have to to look at are the subtle gaslightings, the subtle, uh, I should say ignorings. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to call it a word today. A lot of people are ignoring the the root cause. They're trying to address the issues, the symptoms, I guess you could say, but they're not really addressing the root cause. A uh, perfect example of this is what's happening. There was a good friend of mine, Matthew Burke, owner of TheLibertyDaily.com, sent me this Facebook post that really shocked him. And it was, it shocked me too. Well, once I started doing research on it, I was even more shocked. This Facebook post was from uh, Everett Public Schools, their athletic department. And as I'm titling an article that I haven't written yet, but I will be writing it, public schools start screening athletes for heart problems while pretending this is normal. Now, here's the thing. They have been, and they're going to, when I reached out, they actually told me, oh, no, this is, this is totally normal. Okay. There's, there's nothing to see here because we've been doing this for a long time. That's what they'll say. That's what they are saying. And technically speaking, they're correct. There have been organizations out there that have been working for a long time to try to get more um, heart screenings. You know, they call it screen, screen your team, more heart screenings, especially for athletes because of the risk of sudden cardiac arrest. Now, apparently, this does happen to to hundreds, if not thousands, of, of children. Well, we'll call them young people per year. I think that they, they said it at the, the limit is 25 years old, right? And they said that it happens to quite a few people, more than we would more than we acknowledge. And as I dug through these statistics, I found that this is true. But here's the thing. This limited, they were able to screen, I think, 26,000 students over a decade. Now it seems that they're pushing it to the masses. I'm seeing more and more schools. And for whatever reason, the the target date is around March. I I saw at least a dozen schools or school districts across the country that are going to be starting in March having these screenings. They're going to get, you know, like I said, they got 26,000 in a decade. They're probably going to get get uh, 26,000 a day uh, screened based upon just the sheer fact that this is spreading. It's quietly spreading, though. You're not hearing much news about it. You're seeing it in the local news, but you, there's not this. Again, one of the, the beauties of working with TheLibertyDaily.com is that I am forced to read through the feeds, okay? We go through 250 news outlets. I read every single headline from all 250 of these outlets every day. Okay. When I wake up in the morning, I read back to where I was before. Okay. And then I read throughout the day, all of the headlines, all the headlines and articles that we want to talk about articles that we want to publish. I read those articles to make sure that, that they are good. But I do have, as a result, I do get to see a bird's eye view. I, I get to see, you know, not I wouldn't call it, um, you know, full data sets because I'm not doing a full analysis. But again, it's more intuitive, I guess. I get to see the sentiment, we'll say, of conservative and alternative media. But I also get to see because we do focus on local media. I get to see a lot more of the uh, the overall picture. You can learn a lot by tracking local media across all the major networks, which we do. You know, on top of those 250. 50 conservative and alternative news outlets, I also follow the feeds of the local news stations. Now, I don't read every single headline because the vast majority of those headlines are going to be about the weather or about, you know, high school sports or about, you know, local politics, uh, whatever, you know. Oh, look, we're, there, there's a bake sale this week, stuff like that. But I do scan through 
all these feeds. And uh, as a result, I have been seeing a lot more of this. A lot more schools are doing this. And I've been, been tracking this news for, I've been following the news for now, what, three years. And during that time, I've never seen anything like this. Okay. It went from you never heard about it ever to all of a sudden, just in the last couple of weeks, we're hearing, oh, everybody wants tested now. Obviously, this is a result of what the recent, uh, I guess you could say illumination. Is that the best word for it? People are starting to wake up and they're starting to ask questions. Parents are concerned. I got my kid vaxxed. Now, you know, do I need to get him checked out? I don't want to happen to him. What's been happening to all of these various athletes of all ages, these people that that seemingly didn't have pre-existing conditions, now all of a sudden they're collapsing. Many of them are dying. Parents are getting scared. So they're reaching out to school districts, reaching out to doctors, trying to figure out what they can do. And we're seeing this happen. So this, again, is from Ever Public Schools, uh, their athletics department or whatever. It is, uh, well, I'll just read it. Free EKG heart screenings at Jackson High School on Wednesday, March 1st. The Nick of Time Foundation is raising awareness regarding sudden cardiac arrest in youth. One unifying reality in all of the stories that I've read on these local news outlets, or in this case, through Facebook, not a single one of them will mention COVID-19 or the jabs. Not a single one of them will ever, ever, ever say the word vaccine. They'll just say, hey, you know, get your kid tested for, you know, screen your teen. Have us, let us check their heart to see if there's anything to worry about. There's nothing to worry about, nothing to fear. Everything's normal, folks, except you better get your kids checked. You know, and they don't say, especially if they've been vaxxed, but that's implied. It's one of those things where it's kind of like, like, hey, they know there's an influx. That's why there's so many of these popping up now. They know there's an influx of concern. So they're just going to address that concern without acknowledging why that concern exists. And unfortunately, I would say that that concern is is real. It's understandable. Uh, over at discernreport.com, I post an article by Zachary Stiber. He writes for the Epoch Times. They are our premium news uh, partner. <laughs> I love saying that. Premium news partner. They're not just a partner. They're a premium news partner because, well, I mean, they put their they put their uh, their articles a lot of times behind the it's not a paywall it's just a a sign up for our newsletter wall but still it's a wall and we get to bypass the wall so that's great shocking study one percent of students who received pfizer covid vac quote unquote vaccine had abnormal heart tests now this is a case of if i could go back and rewrite the headline i would because the the lead here gets buried unfortunately i'm gonna go ahead and read it as is, um, but but we'll get to the important parts. And not to say that 1%, okay, let's be clear. That's extremely important. 1% of students who received, received Pfizer uh, jabs had abnormal heart tests. That's huge, folks. 1%? My gosh, that's terrifying. But it's actually worse than that. So let's read through the article. Hundreds of young people who received Pfizer's vaccine at their school reported cardiac symptoms and a significant percent had abnormal electrocardiogram results, researchers in Taiwan reported in a new study. A second dose of Pfizer shot was administered to students aged 12 to 18 across four schools in Taipei in late 2021. 
and researchers ran electrocardiograms, or ECGs, uh, before and after the second vaccination on the students, all of whom had already received a single dose. So again, this is what makes this one special. They get ECGs done before they get their second dose, so immediately after getting their first dose, and then again after the second dose. And that's important, that's crucial for us to understand, because this isn't just, hey, let's take random kids that are vaccinated or unvaccinated, let's compare the stats there. They have point of reference with all of these students. They can see who developed heart problems after they got the second jab. Now, the sad part is that they they should have taken these ECGs before they got the first jab. That would probably be even more telling how many of these students end up having their you know challenges as a result of you know the, the first jab or the second jab or the third or fourth or fifth or whatever of the back to the article of the 4928 students included in the study 17% reported at least one cardiac symptom such as chest pain after vaccination i'm going to stop right there because i buzzed through that so fast that maybe you missed that bombshell so i'm going to read it slower of the 4928 students included in the study 17% reported at least one cardiac symptom, such as chest pain after vaccination. Whatever. And they say, this is why they say, don't follow the science. Or they don't say that, but they imply it because they no longer say, follow the science. They used to hammer us with that. Oh, follow the science, wear your mask. Oh, well, the science says the masks don't work. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, follow science, social distance, stay home, close your churches, get jabbed, get jabbed, get jabbed. Now, nobody, at least none of them, are saying follow the science. They just say, get jabbed because we say. Anyway, most of the ECGs conducted after vaccination returned normal, but 51, or 1%, showed enough change from the pre-vaccine ECG. Oh, so they did do pre- I'm sorry, I apologize, I misread that. They did do pre-vaccine ECGs for pediatric cardiologists to designate the results as abnormal. That included four students who had significant arrhythmia or abnormal heartbeat and one student who experienced myocarditis or heart inflammation, a condition that can be caused by the Pfizer and Moderna uh, COVID-19 vaccines. And this is a quote from uh, the National Taiwan University Hospital and Medical College, um, or research from there. After the second dose of BNT162B2, Vaccine in a young population, cardiac-related symptoms were common. The incidences of subclinical myocarditis and significant arrhythmia were 0.1%. Now, you might say, oh, that's not a lot, 0.1%. That's like, what, one out of a 1,000? But keep in mind, don't forget, we're talking about young people. We're talking about a population that has a 0.003% chance of suffering major major problems and a much lower chance of dying from it. Young people, kids, do not get harmed by COVID-19 very often. It is super, super, super rare. So when we look at 0.1% that that uh, experienced incidences of subclinical myocarditis and, and significant arrhythmia, that, keep in mind, that's not talking about all cardiac adverse reactions. This is referring to two very specific and serious adverse reactions. It's also, uh, given you know, after a very short time, we don't know what the effects will be five years after the jabs. As we now know, the spike proteins persist in the body 
as far as we know, indefinitely. I haven't seen a study that says, oh, we found somebody who's who they didn't have spike proteins anywhere in their body anymore, you know, a year later, two years later, whatever. We haven't seen that. If we did, I assure you, it would be blasted out there as the hugest news ever. The fact that it hasn't been tells us that they just haven't found anybody that's been able to to uh, to get rid of their spike proteins yet. Once you get them, they're there. We don't know if it's indefinite, but so far, in the short period of time that we've been able to experiment, to, to not experiment, but it's all one big experiment, but the, in the short period of time we've been able to analyze the data, we haven't found anybody yet. So two years. We know that, they, that the spike proteins persist for at least two years. So what kind of damage is going to be done after three years, five years, ten years? Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. It's terrifying. It's very, very terrifying. So when they say 0.1% for these major heart problems as a result of the jabs, and again, I think that you know, people say it's cor- you know, correlation, not causation. If you can't say that this is causation, then nothing is causation. Nothing can be causation. This is clear. I know it's tr- technically speaking, it's just correlation, but you can't prove otherwise. It'll always just be correlation forever. At some point, we have to at least say, look, considering that we've had enough studies that say the exact same thing, can we say that it's caused by the vaccines yet? I think we can. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. So I don't care if you guys try to take away my credentials. I don't have them. I'll just go ahead and say it. The jabs are causing these problems. Look at the data and try to convince yourself that that's not the case. Anyway, let me continue with the article, and then I'll start ranting more about it, because <laughs> I got a lot more ranting to do. Researchers also discovered that the heart rate in the students increased after vaccination and a decrease in other parameters, including the QT interval or a measure of the heart's electrical activity. Wow. <laughs> the, the hits keep coming. Um, the 18 students, uh, yada, yada, yada. Let me get past this. Pfizer did not respond to a request for comment. Imagine that. Here's a quote from Dr. Andrew Bostom, an American heart expert. The fact that there's potential arrhythmias and you got a bona fide case of myocarditis out of this and for serious arrhythmias, that's a pretty heavy price to pay for a vaccine that 99% plus of these kids don't even need. And that's so true. I would say when he says 99% plus, I don't know, maybe there's one or two that might get benefit out of it. I don't know if there really is any benefit at all. So it could actually be 100% do not need this this vaccine that doesn't work anyway. The ECG screening was able to detect cardiac adverse events, but limitations of the research include uncertainty as to whether ECG screening can identify all myocarditis cases. In other words, this is the best case scenario. This horrible, horrible statistical news is the best case scenario. It may be much worse. Boston in 2021 called for studies to examine the incidence of myocarditis and a related condition, pericarditis, after COVID-19 vaccination, and a moratorium on the shots until such studies were completed. My gosh, why didn't, I mean, this is the type of stuff that got censored. Think about that. Here's a common sense, a common sense claim, a common sense solution 
to a clear problem, and yet he he got censored. Everybody got censored. He and Dr. Claire Path of the United Kingdom pointed to a prospective study done by U.S. government researchers that heart issues were detected following a smallpox vaccine. The government has not conducted similar research for heart issues following COVID-19 vaccination. Those studies using heart records have shown post-vaccination heart issues lingering for at least months. And let's, again, hard to keep saying, we always have to give caveats. They don't have to. Okay, by the way, they, they, you never hear them say, well, you know, the caveat that you should get jabbed. You know, there are this, there is that, that you have to consider this. And maybe you should, no, they just say get jabbed. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm pregnant. Doesn't matter. Get jabbed. Yeah, I've got a religious objection. Doesn't matter. Get jabbed. I don't care what your objection is. They're going to tell you, get jabbed. Doesn't matter. Oh, you must be a, you must be a bigoted, bigoted, anti-vaxxer, bigot, bigoty, bigot guy, dude, whatever. Their arguments fail. And we need to use that to our advantage as we spread the truth to people. Show the, the, the just the, the idiocy of their arguments. Compare them to the common sense and the science that are backing our arguments. Hopefully, they will. Come to their senses. After the break, we've got, uh, I think I've got a video by Alex Jones queued up. That should be fun. Always, always fun with Alex, so stay tuned. There's a reason Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, and the globalist elites want your life savings locked in IRAs and other portfolio management schemes that they control. They can keep your money tied up in woke ESG funds, even if doing so will lose you money. Patriots are quickly moving their investments to self-directed IRAs backed by physical precious metals. Unfortunately, most companies that work in this field are beholden to Democrats the Chinese Communist Party, the WEF, and others who are pushing us toward a digital dollar. I have identified three precious metals companies that believe in America first. These companies make it easy for you to move your retirements and investment to a self-directed IRA backed by physical precious metals. Go to jdrucker.com slash gold. That's jdrucker.com slash gold. Yeah, so this is where we get to the scary part of today's show. I know you might have already thought that it's it's been scary enough so far, and I don't disagree with you. But, uh, but we do have, again, I cannot reiterate enough, we do have hope. We have momentum. We have people waking up. we got to take advantage of that. We have to, to, to get as many allies as we can. And like I said, sometimes we, the reason that I'm posting so many videos today, by the way, is to give you all some ammunition. Hopefully you will be able to share maybe this the show with your friends, normie friends who who maybe they they don't quite believe that the vaccines are dangerous. They might still think that the vaccines are safe and effective because they've been unfortunately indoctrinated, brainwashed in many ways, lied to, and as we said now two or three times, it's a lot easier to lie to somebody than to convince them that they've been lied to and that they fell for that lie. So 
we've been posting videos. This is hopefully ammunition. Let's sometimes, you know, go to use Jennifer, Jennifer Mock and her, her humor or use, you know, common sense of Dr. Mahatra or, or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. looking at statistics and showing that the data proves that we need to stop. This next video is falls under the category of, of wake them the, the F up. Okay, and unfortunately, this talks about the future. It's not just about the vaccines in the past. This shows, I think, at least, it doesn't show anything. It, it speculates. But this speculation is real. I've heard it myself. I've been hearing it for a long time that from multiple people, including one doctor, <laughs> one doctor who I can't say who she is, but one doctor who has told me, that the next big one that's going to come out, if we look at COVID-19 as essentially a trial run, a test run, then the next big one, the one that's actually going to really terrify people, and rightly so, would be an airborne version of of, uh, hemorrhagic fever. Now, for those who aren't familiar, hemorrhagic fever, such as Ebola, hemorrhagic fever is very dangerous. It, It almost never becomes widespread. Because there's one component, one thing about hemorrhagic fever, it is so deadly and so fast-moving that basically it, it wipes itself out. But what have we seen with COVID so far? COVID has the var- different variants of COVID. Each subsequent variant seems to be less, less deadly, but more contagious. It also seems that, and again, I don't have the uh, data or statistics to back this one up, but it seems as if they will persist for longer. Like those who get COVID with like with XBB.1.5, those that, that are getting it are getting it. They're not showing symptoms for a longer period of time. In other words, it's incubating in the body for longer. While it's the people are still contagious, by the way, while it's there, they're experiencing the the symptoms later and they're experiencing them for longer now they do again good news they appear to be milder just as we've seen with with each subsequent variant after delta delta was the one that had the i guess you could say the the worst worst uh, effect on people but it wasn't it wasn't as easily spread as omicron or any of the various subvariants of omicron so what does it tell us what if the same thing is happening with hemorrhagic fever. In other words, what if this bioweapon, this pandemic, scandemic, whatever they have planned for us next, what if the the if we're in a dress rehearsal now, what if the real stage, the real show is something that is truly deadly? And what if they have been able to take it and create a variant that stays in the body for longer before symptoms arise? Then we could see a much more massive spread than what we've seen in the past with hemorrhagic fevers. Because again, they they work fast, they kill a lot of people, and as a result, they don't get to survive very long. They can be easily contained. What if they can't be? What if it does go airborne? What if, what if, what if? We don't know. We're speculating. But we have to speculate at this point. We really do. Because they're not speculating. They're planning. So we have to try to guess. Yeah, anybody who's familiar with football, A lot of times I think people assume that the quarterback position is the toughest one. It's not. The toughest position in football to play 
is the position of cornerback. The position of cornerback, for those who aren't familiar, they have to take, oftentimes they have to go head-to-head with the fastest, most agile person on the other side of the ball, the, the, the wide receiver. They have to be able to stay with that person. And a lot of times that person will be taller because you have to be more agile and faster than that person if you're going to play cornerback in the NFL. Here's the difference between the two. An NFL uh, a wide receiver knows where they're going. They know the route that they're going to run. The cornerback does not. They have to mirror them. They have to, in many ways, anticipate which direction they're going to go. They have to read the signs, see where the feet are positioned, the, the, the direction of the shoulders. There's so much that goes into being a a cornerback in the NFL, which is why there are so few elite. There are more elite quarterbacks in the NFL than there are elite cornerbacks. It is a very challenging position. We have to play that. We have to to make some make some calls, make some predictions. We have to try to keep up with these this powerful and uh, very fast, very agile these uh, elites, the, this globalist elite cabal. The powers that be, we have to try to keep up with them. They know the plan and we don't. So we have to sometimes speculate about what that plan might be. That's all a long setup, a very clumsy setup, but still a long setup for Alex Jones to to scare you. Here we go. So they then go cook it up, and even Glenn Beck exposed from the documents how months before they released the coronavirus, they'd already ordered Moderna, Pfizer, J&J, and and AstraZeneca to start making the damn shot for COVID-19 in the documents. They even left the real name of the frickin' thing on there. I'm getting angry. Please control yourself, Johnson. So that's where we are. And they wanted to test the censorship, test the surveillance, Bring in the control grid. This was just a dress rehearsal, and it's still a dangerous virus, and the shot's 10 times worse. These are megalomaniacs. And the good news is this hasn't gone the way they wanted. They lost their censorship battle, but they're not going to give up. They're going to release more deadly viruses, and they're doing drills of that being imminent, and they're laughing and giggling and getting ready for it. And Lord knows what they're going to release next. Most of the inside baseball from high-level folks They won't tell me it's super classified information. They just say they have a feeling it's going to be hemorrhagic fever airborne. Airborne Ebola. So, yeah, I'm a little bit desperate. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, I'm a little bit on the edge of my seat here. Because I love my family. I love my children. I love you. We're all in this together. And the New World Order is coming down on us right now. So that was terrifying. Ebola is not something that you want to uh, to mess around with. And I don't know what they've got planned. I do have a feeling that they've got something planned. I, we, we've seen it, and I think it will pertain in, in a way to COVID-19. I'm not going to jump on the hemorrhagic fever bandwagon just yet until I see more evidence of it. But, but I will be watching for it because it would be stupid not to. 
Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. But they do seem to be ramping up for another round of pandemic panic theater with COVID-19. It's not just the XBB.1.5 thing that's that's trying to trying to become a thing. I don't know if it will be or not. There are other indicators. One of the keys that I'm going to be talking about on a future show is the fact that we're seeing this drastic change. And, and it seems as if nobody is mentioning or talking about it very much. China went from from being, you know, big time COVID zero to be the exact opposite. I mean, they went the diametric opposite. It's like, okay, well, let's go from being completely draconian and completely totalitarian and arresting people if they even protest against us. Instead, they're like, okay, cool. No rules. Just everybody get as sick as possible. And at first I thought maybe they were doing this to prove their points. Like, oh, well, if you don't let us be your total dictators when it comes to medical tyranny, then you're going to to all die, uh, but that then it didn't change. And that's when I realized, what if this is the beginning of the next phase of pandemic panic theater? I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep an eye on that, but we'll be talking about that. I don't know if it's going to be the next episode, but in a future episode, we'll be talking more about that. I've got some more research to do, but until then, I do want to play this video by uh, Maria Z. I've never uh, really watched her before, but she does seem to get some interesting guests. And this next guest posed the question, what if, you know, I've always speculated that the globalist elite cabal, that they, that there's a lot more of them who know the truth about the jabs than than they let on. I would say that a lot of people who claim to be getting jabbed aren't actually getting jabbed. Okay, I mean they're getting whatever saline injected into their arm or something because it just doesn't seem like like they would allow themselves to fall prey to their own measures, right? I mean, it makes sense, but it's not just them. I think even their cronies might be in on it, not participating necessarily in the conspiracy, but at least aware, hey, don't get jabbed and try to avoid people that have been jabbed and and uh, make sure that anybody crucial around you isn't jabbed. Just, just, just a little hint for what's coming. And this is the first bit of evidence, and it's only a single testimony, but but what um, this person that Maria Z interviewed here, what what they say, what he says is uh, is eye opening. So let's let's play that. And the U.S. Freedom Flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crews. Now. They get the luxury of being able to choose because there are still a large amount of crew available in the United States who are not vaccinated because the companies they work for didn't mandate it. And yes. these, these wealthy businessmen are requiring unvaccinated crew on their business. Now, passengers of an airline on an airline bought ticket don't have that luxury. It's just like, okay. Are you, you know, aware of that happening in Australia as well, Alan? No, we don't really have as, as big a market for uh, business and corporate jets here. 
and uh, we're not we're not at the leading edge of, of getting calls that the U.S. Freedom Flyers have been going a lot longer than the Aussie Freedom Flyers, and uh, they're they're a lot more well connected than we are. But certainly, you know, if there are any businessmen out there that want to fly business jets, that I myself, my team members on the court case in the Magnificent Twenty Four, and a whole bunch of other Virgin Virgin Australia crew that are on the ground, qualified, type rated, experienced vaccinated that are available because yeah so that was terrifying too (laughs) of course one more piece of terrifying information i promise next next segment we'll we'll start talking about some positive things again but i want to turn to albert borla the ceo of pfizer who during a fireside chat talking about the business side of being a a big pharma super villain he's predicting a wave. He's, first, he acknowledges that the boosters diminished in popularity, of course, as, as they should, but that he's he's really super pumped about the next waves and the, how the next waves will be more dangerous and that people will be pumping in more money to get vaccinated. He is seems pretty certain about this, as if maybe he has some some insider information. Who knows? Let's listen to Albert Borla. Try your best. I know it's hard because of his accent. But if you can hear me, you can hear him, so try it. I think things will, will play out. Social distancing will disappear. Mm-hmm. Already has been disappeared. Look at us. <laughs> we are enjoying life. I see a couple of people with masks. Yeah. I don't think we will see many of yeah. them as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Vaccination rate, as I said, will stabilize to way lower levels than the levels that we saw when we launched uh, the product. So one, first dose, 80%. Second dose... 75%, right? So that's the prime. Then in the booster, we went down to 50, 60%. In the th- second booster, the fourth dose, we went down to 30%, mm-hmm. as I said. I think we'll stabilize somewhere there. Okay. This is not enough. Mm-hmm. Because as the population is, as time passes, the population will be less immunized, less current. And as a result, the waves that will be coming will come in by, with higher uh, the clinical manifestation of these waves will be more severe disease okay. and more hospitalization, basically. That will drive higher level of treatments, mm-hmm. demands. Mm-hmm. So that on volumes, how we see that happening. Mm-hmm. The, what I, I said that I, our assumptions is now will stabilize at around 30% in the U.S. and hopefully will make it bigger, will change dramatically if we bring a flu-COVID combination. Sure. Right, but that will come if comes in 25. So mm-hmm. that comes, let's say, a step. Now, what is why that will be the same utilization? I think in 23, 24, 25, going forward, right? As it is with flu. Why 23? What is the characteristics? In 23, we have very specific things. It's the year that you are transitioning from governmental purchases to commercial market. Mm-hmm. This means. That at a certain, and we believe that for both products, this will happen this year. Based on all our expectations, this year will happen to both products. In order for it to happen, we need first to absorb the stocks that the government has purchased. And there are significant stocks here and in other places, right? That needs to be absorbed this year. And then once you start launching, there's a different price, right? We have announced our price. For, uh, for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We haven't announced the price for 
Paxlovid, but the governmental price for Paxlovid, but the governmental price for Paxlovid uh, was based on uh, gigantic commercial yeah, contracts. Absolutely. Right, it's not going to be the retail price. Twenty-four. So 23 will be impacted by that. And it's difficult to predict because you don't know when the transition will happen. Also, you don't know if the government will take any stockpiles or not, strategic stockpiles. I believe likely they will, but I don't know. I can't mm -hmm. speak about that. But all of that needs to make sure that this year, 23, will suffer from those two. Mm -hmm. The utilization, though, will be the same. It's just that we are using the stocks that we sold, 50 six billion sure. <laughs> dollars yeah. of, uh, yeah. of revenues in 22 of those two products, significant number in the, in the U.S. And then we will go to, to, to the remaining of the year, we will send a new price. 24 will be the same utilization like 23. We don't see any difference, but all will be paid at the new price. So that's the difference. Well, he sounded giddy about all the money they're going to be making from the next waves, these dangerous waves that are coming. After the break, we're going to finish off on a high note, talk about the positive things that are happening in the world, so stay tuned. Anyone who's familiar with my show or listened to my show before knows that I am a, a very huge proponent of preparedness. Uh, I haven't always been. I didn't become a prepper until really 2021. But since then, I've been working diligently to find companies that offer the things that we need. And if the crap hits the fan, I want to be ready for it. And I want you to be ready for it, too. I picked up some sponsors for long-term storage food, for precious metals, for, for solar power. I've got a candle sponsor. We've got, you know, uh, antibiotics for for storage, just in case the... The pharmaceutical supply chain goes down. We got med kits, nutraceuticals, um, natural survival. We got guns and ammo. You can buy them, buy them by going to jdrucker.com slash prepare, jdrucker.com slash prepare. Bug out bags, the works. So, so stock up now while you still can. So this last, well, it's technically not the last, the last story that I'll be putting on the screen will not at first seem to be a positive thing, but it has a positive reasoning for it. And I'll explain that afterwards, but I want to read the article itself first because well, it's, it's short. So don't worry about it being too long, but, uh, it's going to sound, like I said, it'll sound like this is bad, especially for the United States of America, but there is a silver lining. We'll see if you can catch it. See if you, you see what I see in this. It's an article by Max Slavo over at shtfplan.com. The vaxxed discriminate against the unvaxxed. Now, this story actually made its rounds. Not this particular story, but but uh, this study had made its rounds over the weekend and uh, more so this week. And I wanted to highlight it. This is a very good write-up about it. Well, not good in that it's positive, but good in that it's uh, it kind of cuts to the chase here. So according to Max Levo, those good slaves who obeyed and complied and got all of their four shots have been shown to discriminate against those who think for themselves and so far remain unvaccinated. Those who don't just roll up their sleeves to be injected are considered free riders and face all sorts of discrimination in most countries, according to new surveys. Since humans are herd animals and by nature conformists, 
This idea that we don't have free will may work on some of the more naive ones, but the 5 billion people globally have now been vaccinated uh, against COVID-19, which means that 3 billion have not. Ah, so there's some good news. 3 billion people. We got allies potentially here. Some don't have access to the vaccines, and others have chosen to avoid it. Uh, a recent study in Nature, that's a, the, the website, the, the publication, sought to investigate the extent of the intolerance and discrimination between people who are vaccinated and people who are unvaccinated against COVID. The researchers found that in most countries, people who are vaccinated display negative attitudes towards people who are not vaccinated. But interestingly, there was minimal evidence of the reverse, and that's according to the conversation. This is likely due to the fact that the official narrative from the masters and the mainstream media is that everyone should get the shots. Dissent and going against the grain when we live in this slave system is intolerable to those in charge. Surveys were designed to measure prejudice expressed in three forms. Affective, for example, negative emotions towards a group. Cognitive, for example, negative stereotypes. And attitudinal, for example, support for exclusion and removal of rights. The results have shown that vaccinated people expressed discriminatory attitudes towards unvaccinated people in all countries, except for Hungary and Romania, which I don't know why that is, but let's continue. Conversely, antipathy from from unvaccinated people toward vaccinated people was only observed in Germany and the United States. This could be largely due to the divide and conquer that's going on heavily in the U.S., A survey conducted only in the U.S. as part of the wider study found people who are vaccinated believed unvaccinated people should be denied certain fundamental rights and have their free speech eliminated and freedom of movement restricted. In other words, the prejudice that we allegedly feel as unvaccinated people towards the vaccinated is based upon their anger towards us, their attempt to take away our rights. We're not mad that they got vaccinated. We're not feeling jealous. Trust me. Uh, maybe we're, we're, some people are jealous because they get to keep their jobs or got to keep their jobs or they got to go to school or got to travel or got to eat a hamburger at a local restaurant because they were able to show a card that showed that they had gotten the shots. Of course, today we're not allowed to even ask if somebody's been vaccinated, if they die or collapse or anything like that. But but I, I digress. There's a reason why we apparently feel that as unvaccinated people, we Americans are somehow against uh, discriminating against the the vaccinated i'm not buying it but you know this is a study it's science after all or at least data collection this degree back to the article this degree of discrimination was higher in countries where obedience to the rules is more common according to the report the goal of this survey was to see how many of those discriminated against and those holdouts the rulers can still convince to get the shots Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. But now that evidence that these injections are suppressing the immune system, those who didn't obey are not likely to at this point. The ruling class may have injected as many people as will take the shots, and unless there's another pandemic where people can actually see it causing real harm, people are not likely to be injected again. This just shows that that 
Uh, it's surprisingly simple to get humans to treat other humans poorly in an effort to get them to comply with something they don't want to do. So now you might ask, where's the silver lining, Rucker? How could there be any positive from this? The silver lining is in preparing you for what's to come. The silver lining is is trying to make you aware and hopefully trying to dispel this notion that I think a lot of people still have. You know, I I see it on social media, so I know it exists. I don't know how, how widespread it is, but there's this, seems to be this feeling that we're going to experience a vindication those of us who have been against the jabs from the beginning, or maybe those of us who who became uh, anti-vaxxers, you know, at some point during the process, that our decision to avoid the jabs or to oppose them will be vindicated. It won't be, folks, and that's why I say, you know, call it a silver lining. the The better way to put it is: there's a lesson to be learned from this. They're going to be bitter. Not everybody. I, the last time I said that, I covered this before, and I got a lot of emails that say, "We, well, I think you're wrong." You know, I think that people will be very happy for us that we were smart enough, or or skeptical at least enough to not get jabbed. And they're going to to look to us for for whatever. Okay, I disagree. I just think that it's part of human nature for people to, whether it's through jealousy or bitterness, or whatever negative emotion drives them to to be this way, there's going to be people who will look at the unvaccinated. Assume, again, we're we're talking about in a hopefully near future scenario where the truth really does start coming out. I'm talking to the point that even even CNN has to acknowledge, hey, the jabs are are completely ineffective and killing people. Stop taking them. If it does come to that, which I hope it does, then the people who have been vaccinated, especially if they've been vaccinated multiple times, and especially if they're experiencing adverse reactions, they're not going to be looking at the unvaccinated and saying, oh, look at them. They really, they're just, they they did right. We did wrong. You know, they're going to be like bitter and angry towards us. A lot of them will, not everybody, and maybe not even most, but there will be those who aren't going to be happy with us, who are going to treat us even worse based upon our unvaccinated status. It's, I, I wish that there was a true silver lining to this. I wish that, that there was a, a positive. So maybe I'm, I conned you a bit by saying, hey, we're going to be talking about good news. The good news, at least from my perspective, as somebody who's trying to spread the word, to share the truth, the good news for me is that I'm hopefully going to impart to some of you to not be surprised, to be ready for the negativity that's going to be directed towards you, towards us, if and when the truth does finally come out in wholesale about the vaccines. They're not going to be happy, and they're going to lash out, and they're going to lash out specifically at you. The anger they feel towards entities that they can't do anything about, they can't do anything about the World Health Organization, they can't do anything about the CDC. They can't do anything about the White House. They can't do anything about any of this stuff. At least they will think that they can't. But they can directly lash out at those around them who have been unvaccinated, especially if we're the, the type of people that have been you know very proud to declare that we are pure blood, that we're unvaxxed, unjabbed. You know, we, we did not. We're part of the control group. Okay? 
we didn't succumb to the the uh the lies we didn't believe them and many people i would say a lot of the unvaccinated are pointing fingers at the vaccinated and calling them stupid were they stupid i would say most of them were not they made an, a decision based upon information that they thought was accurate because the information let's face it was coming from from corporate media the information was coming from government the information was coming from their own doctors telling them to get jabbed so why should they feel bad why should they feel stupid when definitely why should we try to make them feel stupid i don't hold it against people individuals regular everyday joes i don't hold it against them for getting jabbed it's justifiable it's not well it's understandable it's not justifiable okay because the information was out there before you get any needle stuck in your arm for a disease that has a 99.993% recovery rate before you go and do that or, or gosh before you get it stuck into your kids arms you should do your own research so i'm not going to say it's justifiable but at least it's understandable i can see why people did it but the rest of them the doctors the journalists and the government officials they have no excuse they can it is it is and was their responsibility to get the data to analyze it to understand what it meant and then to report on it or to legislate by it or to make recommendations as a health professional based around that information not based around what's going to happen to your career or your medical license or your job based on what you say don't take that into account you shouldn't have and i know a lot of people did and a lot of people still are that's unfortunate i do hold it against you if you're one of those people if you're a doctor who who has known for a while that the jabs are dangerous but you're not willing to say that because you might risk repercussions for telling the truth you're worse in my books than somebody who is who is uh you know, ignorant to it if you know and you don't speak up you're complicit especially if you're a doctor especially if you're a journalist especially if you're a government official or a bureaucrat or whatever so now i found this one this made its rounds on uh, social media yesterday and i wanted to play it it's old apparently i couldn't track the source oddly enough usually i can track down the sources pretty easily but it seemed as if it was reposted so many times that it's hard to tell who the actual source was but i thought it was interesting and it is a positive so we'll we'll this isn't the end of the show but we will end uh, get close to the end of the show with this this nice video to this tribute to the bravery of the unvaccinated and again keep in mind this is pretty old i think it came out in 2021 but um maybe 2022 but at least no i think it actually was 2021 either way it still applies today maybe even more so today than it did back then so here we go welcome back to wake up canada news i'm brad wilder as we continue to wait and hope that more and more people wake up every single day, some that took the bait are now starting to realize that we, the COVID unvaccinated, weren't all wrong. This is that message to you, the unvaccinated. Even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and even doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability 
are undoubtedly the best part of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, states, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parent that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have, well, built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there, next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone. And they believed that, well, they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no more money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept on going. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we all know who are the best on the planet Earth. Men, women, young, old, rich, poor of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, and even geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. Remember, you're the voice, and it's time to make it count. I'm Brad Wilder. Thanks for watching. This is Wake Up Canada News. Till next time. So I'm not sure how I missed that. <laughs> I actually did look it up on TikTok in various places, trying to figure out who that was. And then, of course, I could have just watched the video and found out that it's Brad Wilder with Wake Up Canada. Okay, now I know. And somebody in the chat said that it wasn't 2021. That it was actually like October or November of 2022. So, yes, it uh, definitely does still apply today. So what do we do going forward? Where do we go from here? To me, it's business as usual, at least from our perspective. We need to continue to fight the good fight. We need to spread the word. And if that means taking people and getting more people to subscribe to my channels or to to read whatever, uh, InfoWars, Natural News, The Liberty Daily, DiscernReport.com, uh, Gateway Pundit, there are so few out there that are currently addressing this need for truth regarding the COVID vaccines, but they do exist. We need to address them. We need to to go and promote them. Get people off of CNN. You probably don't know a lot of people on CNN, but get them off of Fox News. Get them off of Newsmax. Don't forget Newsmax. I, I appreciate a lot of the people over at Newsmax, but I also know that Newsmax is very, <clears throat> very much pro-vaccine. You got to accept that. A lot of these quote-unquote conservatives, a lot of them are waking up, I agree, but a lot of them are not. And even those that are waking up, they're still not coming out against the vaccines because to do so might get them spanked by Google or, or Facebook or YouTube or whoever. We don't have that fear, which is why I do. You know, It's not just self-serving when I say, please, subscribe. Get other people to subscribe. Let's get the word out. This is an existential threat. And while we might be turning the corner or apparently turning the corner, do not underestimate the powers 
of those who do want to destroy us, who want to engage further in this depopulation and control agenda, which is exactly what it is. We can do this. Pray. Fight. Pray. Fight. Pray. Fight. That's the message. Take anything away from anything I say, that's it. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, y'all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless.